1: well, to educate or not to educate, that is the question. Uh, the question's been answered. We have to educate, but how do we do it? Uh, do we keep them at home and, uh, and uh, do a Zoom education, or do they go to the classroom? Uh, there are no guarantees that if they go to the classroom, they're going to catch something, or if they don't go to the classroom, they won't catch something. Those, those guarantees are not there. Uh, however, if the school is uh, 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 takes care of their due process, I, th- I think it's uh, a good idea to send them back. Parents want it. The kids even want it. And the socialization part is part of education, so you can't get that uh, in, your hu- in your own home with your own family. You want to get it with uh, your friends and, and colleagues and teachers and whatever. Uh, so, should we open the schools in the fall or not? The second question is uh, the cancel culture Whereas we learn anything about somebody currently that's uh, part of their past and we don't like it, we get it canceled. We also get uh, canceled uh, the Cleveland Indians. We get uh, canceled uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Any reference to Native Americans. And yet, uh, almost every survey I've ever seen on that, 90% of the Native Americans themselves have no problem with it. Somebody else has a problem with it. Uh, in their name and that's the thing a lot of legitimate causes get hijacked in this case like the black lives matter people have been hijacked they've been hijacked by socialists and communists and anythingists Uh, and that's that's one of the problems you kind of lose the original thought while they take it over for you and run with it let's go to line four that would be lee in Gowanda. lee you're on wben hello hello there lee Hi, it's a
2: pleasure speaking with
1: you. Well, it's my pleasure, Lee. What can we do for you today?
2: Um, in regards to opening the schools, um, I think it's ironic that you mentioned the Harvard situation, because although I'm you know, all for the K through 12, um, I have currently three sons um, all going for their
1: bachelor's. Oh, congratulations to you.
2: Yeah, two of them already received their bachelor's and master's. We have a total of five sons. It's
1: wow. fun. Very educated family there. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs>
2: um, well, two of them right now, one's going for criminal justice, one's going for education, and they said to me, you know, this past month or so, we've got to change our majors. What the heck?
1: <laughs> it's never easy.
2: They need to go back to school, period, end of conversation. Um, everyone needs to, to stay healthy. I, I, I wish no ill will against anyone, even our esteemed governor. But these children need to go back to college. They cannot take the courses, the Zoom courses, the, the uh, Internet. That's a choice. If you want to go to school by the Internet, then God bless you. That, that's your right. That's your choice.
1: Well, think of it like this, too. Uh, That is a student's job, is to go to school. And when they're not going to school, they're not doing their job. When they get done with it, they can move on to a different job when they uh, graduate. But right now, that's where they're supposed to be.
2: Exactly. And there's a plethora of colleges and and JUCO and universities and so on and so forth uh, uh, across our great country. And just as... um, Every other college student, my boys, it, oh, my God, it's where to go. Uh, is, uh, they're student athletes. So is their major going to work with their with their baseball? Is, is, is it going to work with their um, Catholicism, so on and so forth? These kids went through everything, gambit, you know. Mom, what should I do? I, I'm not telling you what to do. Make your choice. They all made their choices. Now they can't go. They can't go to the – the cafeteria. They can't see their friends. They can't go to the weight room. They can't do this. They can't do that. They can't do that. What about the money? What about the student loans?
1: That's true. I mean, there's so many things tugging at them all at the same time. Well, let's hope some good decisions are made. You sound like a, a, a together family where they're, uh, it's nice that they're asking you for your opinion. That's excellent. Oh. We, all, we all trust mom.
2: They, they, yeah they asked but in regards to their school you know that was their decision and you know whether good bad or indifferent you know my husband and i hear from them but like i said these kids k through forever masters baccalaureate uh, uh doctorate a uh, second doctorate they need to be back on campus
1: they- all right hear you loud and clear and uh by the way you, you're from gawanda i love gawanda we drive through it on a regular basis, on our way down to Randolph to get our super cheeseburger, I'll wave to you next time we go through.
2: The Randolph Burger, one of Yeah. We live uh, in, in Dayton, and it's a beautiful area. And once again, Sandy, it was a pleasure, and we love your show. Keep up the good work, sir.
1: Well, thank you. That's very complimentary. Thank you very much, uh, Lee. See Lee was very nice to me uh, uh, Buzzy. you never you never compliment the show.
3: I compliment the show off air all the time.
1: Well that's true. <laughs> uh, but Lee was uh, very nice, made my day. so that's nice to hear because oftentimes when we look up at the text board or the any other electronic thing where they pu- punch something up there and run <laughs> we find out too late. Let's take a break on uh, News Radio 930. This is WBN. Uh, somebody just uh, texted us: uh, Where is the best cheeseburger place? Uh, the t- uh, place you talk about in Randolph. If you go online, several places come up. Now, keep in mind, when I go there, I pay for my own burgers. Okay, and hers and Bernie's. So we are paying customers. I don't get anything for free. It's R and M, a restaurant. It's on the main street right at the uh, right at the throughway there, the main street in Randolph. They're the best cheeseburgers in the world. None better. That taste, I, I don't know if it's the meat or, or uh, the way they cook it or something, but right from the first bite, that taste is there. I think we, we kind of lost our sense of taste in a lot of things, but wow, that first bite so good it's called the r&m restaurant it's part of a truck stop actually it's an amish um, uh, area and uh, the truck stop is uh, right next door to them and they're right near the uh, highway you can't miss it it's and uh, because it's an amish area on friday and saturdays the amish have uh, uh, things that they sell by the roadside we we often go there uh, near conawango the conawango highway department right across the street is an Amish family, and their, uh, their baked goods, their pastries are excellent. And they're nice girls. They're the sweetest girls that, that man that stand. So nice, so well-mannered, and um, uh, it's a nice area. Nice area to visit, nice area to live in. All right, uh, school, should it reopen in the fall? The president says yes. A lot of people say yes. There aren't many that say no. And you know what? I guess you always have the option. You have the option, I guess. You could homeschool if you wanted to, uh, but uh, I I think uh, uh, opening is the right way to go. And the cancel culture. Anything that you don't like, you want canceled. You don't like that statue, cancel it. Pull it down. You don't like the name of that team, cancel it. Go to the sponsors. Tell them that uh, you're never going to buy a ticket or their product ever again. Uh, That's what we have. We have that. If you don't agree with something, put that person that you don't agree with, uh, out of uh, business. Go to their sponsors, rip them down, pick at them. Go to their house, do this, do that. That's what we are now. We are a non-tolerant uh, population, and the toleration level stops with whatever we don't like personally. <laughs> Doesn't matter whether the pop uh, the public likes it. It's a matter of if we don't like it. 803-0930, 616 9236 and star 930. You can also text us or go to the Facebook page. Let's go to line five, and that would be Mary in Florida. Mary, you're on WBEN.
4: Hi, Sandy. How are you today?
1: I'm fine. How are things in Florida? You're in the news a lot up here.
4: Yes, yeah, yes, yes. We're down in Cape Coral, and it's beautiful right now, but we do have to take precautions wearing our masks.
1: All right. What do you think about the uh, the schools and the cancellation stuff and what we're talking about today?
4: I'd like to discuss the schools. Um, I don't have a problem with them opening. However, I do have my daughter lives in Amherst, and she has a daughter that is immunocompromised. Now, what are they planning to do with these? She really shouldn't be in this setting of. So many people, so many kids, where there is a high level of contamination or whatever you want to call it.
1: That's a good question. I would uh, I would ask the school officials what their recommendations are. In other words, I'm sure they're going to scrub the school down and they'll be uh, there'll be masks and who knows what? I don't think they'll need gloves, but probably masks and other things. Ask what their opinion, especially somebody, who has uh, who is immunocompromised? Uh, uh, like I fit, like three of the four things that they tell you to watch out for. Uh, I would be a very high risk. Uh, how how old is your daughter?
4: Uh, well, my granddaughter.
1: Or granddaughter. How old is she?
4: She is 13. She's just going to be going into high school.
1: Okay, so that's that's uh, there's a, you know, a lot of things. If she doesn't go, she'll miss the socialization, especially at the age of thirteen. There's a lot of socialization going on. Uh, however, I like you would be concerned about uh, her ability to fight off any uh,
4: mm. uh, any
1: virus that might show up.
4: And the other thing is, is the siblings going? What they're going to be bringing home.
1: It's good. You know who you you, you know who sh- you should ask if she has a, a main doctor, you know, uh, like a primary care doctor. Get the doctor's opinion of whether she should go to school. I would trust that doctor's opinion uh, uh, a lot because they're looking at her strictly as a patient, but they also know the other things that you get by actually sitting in a classroom, good and bad. Uh, that's what I would do anyway.
4: Well, you know, you wonder, like I said, what are the other kids going to bring home?
1: Yeah. That's always a concern. You you know, we talked about that earlier. Uh, Tony sees it every year when his kids go to school, and then Tony uh, comes down with some kind of illness because they were in, you know, classes with 20, 25 kids, and then they all intermingle, and then they come home. That's a good thought.
4: Yeah. I mean, she's got, you know, five kids total, so four of them are going to school, and the youngest is going to be in second grade, and the oldest is going to be a senior.
1: Wow, so that's a, quite spread out. Yeah, I think uh, a, a simple consultation with a family doctor would be in order. My guess is he'll give a green light to the older ones and maybe a caution light for the younger ones.
4: Right. Wow. Good
1: luck. Good luck. You got some. Uh, your daughter has some important decisions to make.
4: She does. She does.
1: So. All right. Well, enjoy, enjoy Florida. Stay, stay away from uh, the sun and the beach. Okay. Thank you, Mary. Uh, all right. Wow. So there's five kids and you got to make a decision. I think my advice is good advice. Check with your family doctor. What do you think of that, Bernie? Give me a thumbs up. Thumbs up. Uh, what do? You, uh, how about you, Bur- uh, uh Buzzy. <laughs>
3: yeah. I, Buzzy
1: and Bernie—they both <laughs> begin with B. I,
3: I think you know. In any situation, the doctor that knows you the best, or your child the yeah. best, is the one you should get the, uh, in my opinion, the final say from. Because everything we've seen with this virus is who has it. It affects different people differently. Who's going to know the best about your circumstances? Your doctor. Yeah.
1: Yeah, of course. My doctor, Dr. Gagoots, Dr. Vinny Gagoots. Uh, I, I don't trust him, uh, so I, I wouldn't follow my own advice. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Uh, let's see. Let us. Uh, yeah, we got time for another call. Let's go to line one. That would be Bill in Eden. Bill, you're on W B E N.
5: Hey Sandy. Yeah, you've got those two topics there today. So um, regarding the school reopening. I think that would probably be good, as you're saying, to get back to some sense of normalcy. And um, we do want to build our herd immunity. And young people, by their nature, tend to be um, less affected by the virus. Some people were even of the opinion that we're doing so well in New York State because we developed a kind of of herd immunity in New York
1: State. Um, You know what's funny is I just read an article today that said the herd immunity for Sweden didn't do them any good at all. It was just as if they had done the things the other countries have done. Go ahead.
5: Yeah, I thought there might have been some people that were saying that um, the curve that we see, you can almost think of a roller coaster, like think of the Man of Steel, the Darien Lake, or your favorite roller coaster. Sure. The way that the curve is, it's like it's opposite the way the roller coaster goes. You kind of go up really quickly and then kind of slope down. But I thought that that curve is the same curve all over the place regardless of where it is or, you know, how many people are affected at, all at one particular given time.
1: Yeah, remember the curve, and I'm sure you know this, but just a uh, uh, refresher, the, the curve is more designed on the treatment of the illness rather than the illness itself so that the system doesn't get overwhelmed. Yeah. So you want to you want to flatten that curve, and we know why. Uh, but anybody who's had the disease uh, could care less whether the curve was high or low. They still got it.
5: Somehow I think this whole thing will be over by 2022. It'll just kind of work its way out. And remember, we're in an election year, so there's that dynamic. Yeah,
1: they're talking about maybe wearing uh, wearing masks for either a year or two years. That seems uh, remarkable that we would have something that would be that long-lasting.
5: Yeah, and then regarding your cancel culture, yeah, we should cancel the cancel culture. I saw that um, Stéphane Molyneux, who's a philosopher and a very good, well-spoken man, was canceled on YouTube, so he had to go to something called DLive.TV, and he's also just canceled yesterday on Twitter. So uh, it seems like people that don't want to have a healthy debate just want to cancel the other side that's smarter
1: than they are. Well, look at the college campus speakers. If, if uh, the students like what the speaker has to say, the speaker can talk. But if they don't like what the speaker has to say, then indeed they get them booed off the stage or canceled or whatever. When indeed you can probably more times learn from the person you disagree with than the person you agree with. You already know what they think because it's the same thing you think. Learning from the opposite side can often be very helpful.
5: I saw that firsthand, actually, in Canada. I went to see a Catholic speaker at a college, and the kids didn't want to have anything to do with him. So he ended up cutting his speech short, but then answering all their questions, which was a very good tactic on his part, I thought.
1: See, we have a a lot of... uh, If they're liberal, they can speak, and if they're conservative, they can't. Even prominent conservatives like... uh, 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 let's see, people who have served in the government at, at high levels, like Condoleezza Rice and things like that. So, um, uh, so I th- I think you should be open-minded and listen to what they say and make a, an informed decision. Thanks for the uh, call. Always good to talk to you, Bill. Uh, let's take a break and we will return on News Radio 930. This is WBN. Mm-hmm. And we're back with Beach and Company. I'm Sandy Beach, along with Tony Caligiri, uh, who is at home, and uh, Buzzy Beamer, who's in the studio. I'm sure Tony is listening to the show. That's why I gave him a shout out. We miss Tony. And, uh, however, we've got the infamous Jimmy. They see. Uh, has Jimmy uh, behaved himself so far, uh, Buzzy?
3: Yeah, so far, Jimmy's been okay. The only thing that's bothering me, and it's nothing he can do, is he has helmet hair because he rides his bike into work. So he hasn't really cut his hair, I don't think, in the last three months. No. So he's got his hair all over the place. But beside that, Jimmy is, uh, we miss Tony, but it's a delight to have Jimmy here.
1: Well, yeah, but let him keep his helmet hair because girls don't know if he got that from uh, a Harley or a Schwinn. <laughs> <That's right>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Could be an e-bike, and yeah. going,
1: Hey, this is my biker boy. And uh, I, I think it's uh, very attractive. Uh, and I think he needs all the help he can get. So that's good. I helmet agree with hair. that
3: second part, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, we like Jimmy. Jimmy gets us in trouble, though. We've got to be careful. Okay, there's on-the-air Jimmy and off-the-air Jimmy. <laughs> on-the-air Jimmy is fine. Off-the-air Jimmy means the unemployment bureau. So we got to be really careful. That's the problem
3: with having Jimmy in studio when the mics are on. Like you said, it's great having Jimmy around 8.30 to 9. Uh, but when 9 o'clock's around, you've got to make sure that uh, you can separate yeah. the on-air and off-air.
1: Got to be careful. Gotta be car- we don't want to be part of the cancellation culture. <laughs> that's that's the reason we got to be careful. All right, uh, Beamer, if you could give me a couple of uh, Facebooks, please.
3: Yeah, we're talking about schools, and this is very popular on the Facebook page. We'll go with Mike first, who is a top fan on the Beach & Company, Sandy Beach Facebook page. And Mike says, you know, I, I think any more online learning, and we are going to see kids learn less or even go backwards in their learning. This is... Elementary school, middle school, and high school. It's not only important for these kids to learn what's in the books, but they also have to develop a social life.
1: Yeah. Now, this is probably a very simple question that I shouldn't even ask, but I'm going to anyway. How, when they're home, uh, how do they uh, know the integrity of their test? Do they not take any tests? Uh, If they're taking tests and they're not supervised by a teacher... I mean, kids have been known to, um, eh, shall we say, cheat a little bit from time to time. How do you know that hasn't been done?
3: Exactly. And, you know, what we saw last semester, Sandy, was a lot of schools go to pass-fail. We weren't even talking about the A, B, C, D, F grade. Oh, really? Are we going to do that for a whole year? Are we going to do that for two semesters? And you can't take a test. You can't give every student a test and say, hey, make sure you email this to us by the end of the, of the day. Let's be honest. Even I would go and look at the answers.
1: Yeah. Uh, ask uh, your friend, the teacher, how they, uh, how they fight against uh, uh, people taking advantage of the fact that their teacher isn't in the room. I'd like to know. Give me another um, Facebook, please.
3: I will. We'll go with Marsha, who is also a top fan. Marsha says, you know, I have mixed opinions about this. I do think it is a student-by-student observation because you have students that have health issues that cannot go back to school. But for the healthy children, they do need to be back in the classroom.
1: Yeah, I think if you really don't know, I think uh, you could ask the teacher or you can ask the principal, but I think that it would be better to ask your family doctor. I would, uh, I, I would put some trust in the family doctor. Let's go to the hotline. We have a man who actually has some formal education. Even though we haven't talked to him in a long time, he's still there. Ken Hamilton. Hello, Ken.
6: Excuse me. I was just ciphering. And,
1: uh... <laughs> How have you been? We really miss you.
6: Well, I and I miss and I miss being on the show. I really, really do. You're a great person, and you're a nutcase. <laughs> <laughs> but we just have so much fun together. I'm, I'm telling you. Just-
1: oh, we do. I'm looking forward, and I'll give you a little hint. You're going to get something in the mail that's uh, that's uh, going to allow us to get together again in a couple of months.
6: So you got my money that for them drugs uh- I sold you. <laughs>
1: Maybe we shouldn't invite you to the wedding. I, th- I think I'm going to have to keep an eye on you. <laughs> what's going on, Ken?:
6: Anyway, I'm listening to the show, and I listen from time to time. Mornings is not my best time because I get a lot of work done in the mornings,
1: but you know, I was- which is more than I can say for myself, but go ahead. <laughs> but there is a
6: relationship between what's going on in the streets today and the kids being out of school. School is about discipline. School puts kids around people that they won't normally be around and have no choice of being there, and it teaches them the socialization skills that they need in order to be good citizens. One of the things about the school is, and and I've worked with four superintendents of schools in the area, and and each indicate uh, to various degrees that school is a criminal justice deterrent. What it does, it keeps the kids off of the street for at least you know six hours a day, socializes them in, in addition to giving them an education, which is all important, lets them be around their friends, give them a sense of security, because... If there's going to be a fight, it will be broken up. And many of these kids, they, listen, let me tell you something. I did a program, it's been about 10 years ago, it doesn't seem like it's been that long ago, at the Harry F. Abbott School in Niagara Falls, an elementary school. And the program was to deal with the, the uh, boys who were most at risk in the school. The principal was explaining to me that uh, these kids are, you know, get bad around the holiday times, you know, when the long weekends and the sure. the weeks off. And yep. I asked her, I started to ask her, I said, well, why is that? But before I could finish my own question, an answer popped in my head. I said, they don't want to go home, do they? And she said, no. And many of these kids can't stand to be at home. They are abused. They're not fed. Uh, at- well,
1: look at what the school has done. They've, uh, they're practically parents themselves. They feed them, sometimes out of the teacher's own pocket. They clothe them. Uh, they, they spend extra time with them. I can understand how that could happen.
6: And so now, without any of that happening, what they're doing is going out into the streets to try to regain some of that socialization and discipline that they got while they were in the schools. Uh, also, when you take away the schools, you take away the sports activities where the athletes get an opportunity to burn off their energy and to risk behavior that would cause them to... Uh, to avoid risk behavior that will cause them to be thrown off of the team. And it brings a team unity, a school unity to uh, all of the students because they can share. particularly if the teams are successful, that they can cheer each other on, support each other, and feel good about being a part of the particular team. And when you have, uh, like in Niagara Falls, 7,000 students or something like that, then what happens is is that, you know, you, you build a unified community. And those types of things are—they're are, very, very important. They're very, very important. So, when you when the kids are in school, crime out on the streets drops precipitously.
1: When well, you bring up some uh, some good points, uh, especially on the socialization part. Uh, I always thought that, that that was an important part of education. And it's funny, when you're a kid, you would uh, you would think, wow, I'm going to have four months off from school. This would be great until, of course, it actually happens. Because I remember just during summer vacation, which would be like the end of August to the beginning of September, uh, the end of uh, June to the beginning of September, uh, that at the end of the vacation period, you get kind of bored. You were looking, looking forward to going back to school.
6: And what do kids do when they're bored? They take Again. the streets to find excitement like rioting, breaking windows, stealing sneakers and those types of things. And this is what I'm saying. The activities that we're seeing on the streets today are linked in part and maybe a large part with the kids being out of school they're already bored they're looking for excitement they have no discipline they don't have security at home they have security in the groups that they're in and then when we empower them to say oh it's okay for you to be out in the street we're not going to arrest you we're going to change the policing instead of you changing and becoming a more disciplined citizen it just exacerbates a very 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 terrible situation These kids need to be in school
1: Good point. Always good to talk to you. chime in from time to time. You're always welcome and you got the hotline. You got to go to the front of the line. Thanks, Ken. Why hey, but Sandy? Yeah.
6: You cheated on me with Clarence Lott the other day.
1: Uh, we didn't know Clarence was going to call, and I didn't have your number handy uh, in this auxiliary studio. It was good to talk to Clarence. We hadn't talked to him in a long time.
6: Yeah, Clarence is a, a stand up guy. You know, I just love Clarence Lott. He is.
1: Yeah, I do too. Okay. Thanks, Ken Hamilton. Thanks for calling. All right. We'll take a break, and we'll be back with more on News Radio 930 WBEN. Let's go to line three, which would be Fred in New Mexico. Fred, you're on WBEN.
7: Good morning, Sandy.
1: Good morning, Mr. Fred. Uh, What do you have for us today?
7: Well, I'd like to make comments on both of your...
1: Sure. Subjects? If I may. Sure.
7: Okay, as far as the cancel culture uh, stuff is concerned, I think we ought to start calling it what it really is. Communism. Communists take away things that other people want they it, we, this happens to not to be the government control but other people are controlling the fact is you you just lose a lot of your of what is important in life For,
1: yeah like the freedom of expression uh, the ability you don't have to please every single person and if one person doesn't like you, they shouldn't have the uh, the power to just shut you off.
7: That's correct. And as far as the schools go, I think uh, there may be a problem in that um, the younger children, uh, they they need to get out of the house, is the, from what I've seen. Uh, my, my daughter is a teacher. And... Um, so there is a need for them to to get back into school. But um, maybe for the very young, uh, they could split the classes or make them smaller anyway. Um, they're kind of
1: cramped. That's true. Uh, if that was possible, a lot of this has to do, too, with what's written in the teacher's contracts. Say, for instance, uh, uh, it was a full-classroom of a certain grade if they could split that in half uh, so you would have uh, more room for social distancing and more room for separation it might require a second class to be taught so I don't know what the teachers contract would read but it would increase their workload so that that may have to be something that would be negotiated
7: yeah I was thinking more along the lines of a uh, uh, no, what do you call them when when the
1: teacher's sick? Uh, the per- oh, a substitute teacher. Sub. So, uh, yeah, you could call in. A, I guess you could call in a substitute teacher. They could. A lot of them would like to have those extra hours. Yeah, it, it, as I said, it would depend on the relationship uh, between the union and the district as to what they can do and what they probably can't do. Uh, but uh, I think that would be interesting. Uh, the fewer students, of course. The greater distance you can have between them, and a better chance of uh, being a good, healthy environment. Right. That was uh, my. That's- well, you gave us some good stuff there. Enjoy a wonderful day, um, uh, and like like you always do when you call. Thank you. Thank you, Fred. That is Fred from New Mexico, beautiful state. Uh, let's see, uh, Buzzy. How about a, a couple of Facebooks?
3: Yes, Sandy, we can get right on that. We'll go with Kristen this time, and she said, there are consequences to both scenarios. Distance learning is usually, I'm sorry, is socially unhealthy. Returning to schools opens up a plethora of other issues. What if a child develops a fever and parents cannot be reached? This happens more frequently than you think. How will you ensure that students remain six feet apart in such small classrooms and hallways? How can you expect little ones to wear masks all day. How will we ensure that all substitutes, you will need many more than are available and teachers and families of children have self- quarantined if necessary?
1: Some interesting points in there. Oh, first of all, I think we're looking for something that we're probably almost impossible to achieve and that is guaranteed perfection. where well, there are no guarantees that if you send your kid to school, your kid is, not, is going to come home the same way as the kid who got on the bus to go to school. He may catch something. It may be the virus. It may be a different virus. It may, it may be a cold. Who knows? But he's going or she's going to be in the company of other kids. So we can't guarantee that. And, and as far as young kids wearing the mask, let me tell you this. I'm not exactly what you would call a young kid. The first day I had to wear the mask, and I've only worn it in the car. Uh, When, uh, you know, uh, I have to get out of the car for very uh, short amounts of time, I did not like wearing it over a period of time. I was all right for a little short burst, but after that, I kept fiddling with it. I didn't like it. It seemed, uh, and this was a custom-made Pollock mask, mask by (laughs) Pollock by uh, Bernadette. Uh, She is an excellent mask maker. Tried to make it as comfortable as possible had sewed in a little set of hands to massage my face (laughs) so that I'm wearing this specialized mask, I would be happy with it. Buzzy, are you the same? You can wear it for a short time, but then it gets kind of annoying? Yeah, you know, Sandy,
3: I just ordered one that's supposed to be uh, breathable uh, for working out. And so I'm on the waiting list for that. But once I get that, I'll be interested. But I'm like you. You know, it's funny. I thought this yesterday going into a store. Uh, I was quick to put my mask on as I'm walking out of the car. So, you know, the car to the store. I got the mask on. I'm I'm going in. But like you said, after a while, it gets annoying. As soon as I walked out out the door of the store i ripped that mask off there you have a lot of tolerance walking in for it but then after a few minutes you cannot wait to get that thing off and breathe in some fresh air
1: well the first mask she's she's made a lot of masks for people she's a mask maker to the stars judge wolfgang has a customized uh, uh pollock mask I have one, and several other people whose names you would know are wearing Pollock masks. And when she started making them, it was still cold weather. So you had masks that would stand up in the cold. But she recognized that when the weather changes, these may be too warm, and she uh, changed the fabric. She actually uh, raised some sheep uh, so that she could (laughs) shear them (laughs) and uh, come up with a lighter weave. You know what I mean. So if you have the uh, the new summer weight, Pollock master you're all set.
3: Oh, that so, sounds very nice.
1: Isn't it? she's very creative? I can tell you that. All right, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll uh, take a break and we will return on Beach and Company. Yes, I promise you that on News Radio nine thirty WBN. <laughs>